Hey everybody, I'm really excited about talking to you in this video because I've got a question in our Facebook community. And by the way, if you haven't joined our private Facebook group, we have like, I think we almost have a thousand agents in there now. It's pretty cool. Uh, just go to Facebook and search for CC Sales Pro Community. <clears throat> It'll pop right up there at the top. Uh, again, we got almost a thousand agents in there. It is private group, so you have to request to join and then somebody from my team will review and uh, give you access to it. But at any rate, I had a really interesting question in there. And the question was, if you had $50,000, <clears> what would you do with it in order to get more merchant accounts? Like how would you grow your portfolio if you had $50,000? And so um, this is actually a topic I'm really passionate about. I haven't talked about it as much as I would like in my content. So I thought what a great opportunity for me to discuss something that I think our industry is sorely lacking in, and that is a better allocation of capital, um, whether it's individual agents or ISOs. So the first prerequisite to this topic is that you have, in order to benefit from what I'm about to tell you, you have to get yourself into a mental place where you recognize that you are actually in control of your ability to grow your business. All right. So for many of you, you might be watching the video and you're a W2 employee at a processing company and you, you know, uh, are paid a salary or something like that. And you know, you legitimately don't have control over this. I mean, there is no way for you to create a new marketing program or something, but for the vast majority watching this video or listening to this podcast episode, you know, you are a business owner. You have the ability to create a new marketing program. You have the ability to buy a portfolio. You have the ability to do these things I'm going to talk to you about in this video. But unfortunately, many of the 1099 contractors I talk to don't treat their business like a business. And they're like, well, I can't do, you know, like for instance, I, I, I talked to a rep recently and I said, hey, you know, he had a big account and I said, why don't you just buy them two Clover stations and say, if you go with me, I'm going to give you two free Clover stations as long as you sign a five-year agreement. This was a larger merchant account. They had a, a big restaurant, um, like a big, uh, like a cafe kind of thing, you know? So I'm like, let's get them two Clover stations and, you know, just you pay for it, you know, or whatever. And this individual did have the money to do that. And he's like, well, my processor doesn't have that program. And I'm like, no, I'm not talking about your processor. I mean, you, like you do this, <laughs> you know, like you don't have to be constrained by it's like, well, my processor doesn't have this particular program. Who cares? You can do stuff yourself. Like you're going to get money from the deal. And so you can do this yourself. You could also reach out to your processor and say, hey, I need to borrow $7,000 to get this account. You know, so when we're talking about larger merchant accounts where the profit margin, you know, monthly, you're going to be making, you know, $500 a month, $200 a month, $1,000 a month, whatever it is. When you look at how much money you're going to make off of that and think about what kind of an investment are you willing to make in order to get that return? Um, you know, that should open up some possibilities. So prerequisite to this video, this is not going to be worth anything to you. If you feel like, well, it, you know, I, hopefully my processor is going to do this. Well, if you're an ISO executive or you own an ISO or something like that, then great. Maybe you'll get some value from this and some ideas, but I'm hoping that a lot of the 1099 agents out there are going to start to take more ownership and start to understand that you have control and you can do things. You can hire a graphic designer on upwork.com. You can get a video editor person, you know, you can create social media posts. Like you can do your own stuff. Okay. So anyway, how would I use $50,000? Actually really, really simple. Let's talk first about how I would get $50,000. So one of the things I did a lot when I was an agent selling full time is I sold everybody. So I sold merchants doing 3000 a month. I sold merchants doing 500,000 a month. I sold everybody. Right. 
And what I realized is merchants that do less than 7,000 a month, even less than 10,000 a month in volume, they are much more likely to cancel in the near term than merchants who do, you know, 500,000 a month. All right. And the reason is because a lot of times they go out of business. So what I would do is I would sell those accounts. So for instance, um, I might build up, say, I'd have $2,000 worth of residual. Uh, so I might have 10000 in residual, but 2000 of my monthly residual was in, you know, small micro merchant accounts that were doing two, three, four, five, six thousand dollars $6,000 a month in, in volume. I would actually go ahead and sell those accounts. I would do a buyout and I would sell those accounts. I get a lot of people that are like, I would never sell my residuals. That's stupid. Well, actually, no. <laughs> Even if you believe that residuals are like sacred and you never want to sell residuals because you want to build them, it's still a good idea to sell residuals sometimes because what you do is you flip those accounts. So I've got 2000 a month. I sell those accounts. I get, let's say I get uh, $40,000 roughly, right? Maybe 30, 40,000, something like that, depending on a lot of variables. So I've got 2000 in residual. I still have another 8000 left over with bigger accounts, but I'm going to sell my small accounts. So that's going to generate that 30, 40,000. Maybe I have a little more and I get 50,000. So that's how I would get that money. Then I use that money to turn around and buy more residual and better residual. Okay. How do I do that? Well, what I have found is large merchant accounts. You can get a large merchant account to sign a five-year agreement if you invest somewhere between five to $15,000, okay? So what I would do is once I had that money, I would reach out to some of the larger organizations in my area that maybe had three, four, five restaurants or three or four or five pizza shops or whatever it is, you know, multiple locations was kind of my thing, or maybe a larger uh, organization. But I would reach out and say, hey, look, you know, um, we make capital investments. Like I would tell people this, we make capital investments into small businesses locally in exchange for getting their credit card processing uh, revenue. Okay. So what that means is we will come in, we will sw swap out your current POS system, put in a new state of the art system for you. We'll set it up. We'll integrate it with everything. We'll make sure everything is good. And we match your current credit card processing rates, at, you know, in the process. And that's a very compelling pitch. And a I got a lot of conversations with controllers and accountants and CEOs of local companies by doing that. And I would go in and we would evaluate their business and I'd say, hey, you know, um, maybe you need a Mint POS system or you need, you know, Zusa or something and, you know, uh, Clover, whatever it was. I would look at their setup and decide which POS system would be best. And then I would bring back a, a retail price, not my, not my cost, obviously, but I'd come back with a retail and I'd say, hey, you know, for us to put in three Clover stations plus give you two Clover flex units for line busting, um, you know, if you were to buy all this stuff retail from one of our competitors, you'd pay about $23,000, you know, or whatever it is, right? I don't know. I'm just running numbers in my head here. But I'd say like $23,000 and that's going to include full installation, customization, setup, the whole deal. Now, in reality, it probably would have cost me maybe, what is that? I guess that'd probably have cost me maybe uh, $8,000 or $9,000 of, of like real cash that I would have to spend. So I go to my processor and say, hey, look, I need to get, you know, at cost deal. I'm, I'm paying for this for the merchant. They're not paying for it. I am. And I'm getting a five-year contract. It's super profitable. So I work with my processor to get it, you know, the, the lowest cost possible to buy the, the um, technology I need. Then I spend that eight or $9,000, right? And those accounts on average were bringing me usually at least $400 a month. Um, but I would say the average is probably closer to 700 a month on those accounts. So I would, again, this is multiple location or it's really large, especially now with cash discounting, that average is probably even higher if you get them to go with cash discounting. But you know, you're in that, you're in that ballpark of at least 500 a month. Well, then I take my $40,000 and you know, I'm able to buy, let's say four of those accounts by 
paying for all their stuff. And each of those four accounts gives me $500 a month, right? So what happened? I sold $2,000 in residual with tiny, with a bunch of tiny merchant accounts that are probably not going to stick around very long. And I took that money and I used it to buy four mega merchant accounts that have signed a rock solid five year contract, not like a normal merchant agreement. Like this is like a liquidated damages, which I know some of you hate, but uh, you know, uh, a contract where it's like they're really locked in, not, not liquidated damages, meaning like lost profits on the processing, but I mean liquidated damages like on the POS equipment. So they're gonna have to pay me for the POS equipment if they cancel. So I would lock them into something like that. And it's like, now I've got these like really profitable rock solid big accounts and I upgraded from the smaller accounts. Now I will tell you, I did that several times. Every time I always came out ahead, meaning if I sold 2000 in residual, I was always able to buy 3000, you know, it takes a lot of work. There's, there's extra time involved for sure. And I get it, but it's a really effective strategy because again, those smaller merchant accounts, it's best to kind of sell those off if you can. Um, and then leverage that capital to work your way into bigger merchant accounts. Now, one other way I'll give you real quickly to leverage capital. It's also worth a shot. If you get, if you get 30, 40, $50,000 um, from a buyout or from maybe the payroll protection program or something, it is definitely worth a shot to go to like upwork.com or something like that and hire maybe a graphic designer to do some new marketing materials for you, give you more confidence and or get a, a telemarketer to call and try to schedule appointments, especially at some of these larger companies. A lot of my large deals that I talk about, you know, spending capital, a lot of those came from getting professional telemarketers at 30, 40 bucks an hour to reach out to all these companies and get somebody on the hook. So a couple things for you to try when you have a lot of money, uh, you know, buy merchant accounts, buy big merchant accounts, and that's where you're going to get your best bang for your buck.